What up, my podcast people? Thank you for joining another episode of Man's Mouth. The podcast where we throw the rule book out of the window and talk about everything. Hey, y'all. I'm back in the studio. What's up? Thank y'all so much for listening to the episodes that I put out so far. Make sure you tell your friends, your family, your co-workers, your enemies. Tell everybody you know about the Man's Mouth podcast. You know, the podcast where we throw the rule book out of the window and talk about everything. So today, just in time for Christmas coming around the corner, I want to talk about it's time to unwrap your gift. I hope this episode will serve as some motivation to everyone. But I really feel like I need to talk to those individuals trying to figure out what to do with this thing called life. So I hope you will enjoy. Stay tuned. And you know, as always, I'll be right back. I appreciate y'all sticking around, listening to this episode. And let's get down to business. So as we talk about, you know, unwrapping your gift, you know, I've been working since I was 15. My first, uh, official job where I got a paycheck was uh, for the uh, Boys and Girls Club right here in Delaware, but I got paid through the AmeriCorps uh, program. Uh, and then before I did the AmeriCorps program, um, I was a volunteer for the Boys and Girls Club where I volunteered uh, many, many hours. I had over a thousand hours of community service, and, uh, you know, and it was just a way for me to get back, help the kids, yes, y'all, I was a kid helping a kid, uh, but it really gave me a chance to really help the kids and help the community, and, and it really helped my own personal, uh, life, but, um, so then after my AmeriCorps, um, time ran out, I got the opportunity to work for the Boys and Girls Club part-time. Uh, and I was really good at what I did. I mean, if you ask anybody in the community here where I am, uh, they would tell you that I was good at what I did and, and really enjoyed it. And I, you know, I'm 30, 35 now. I'll be 36, like, less than a month. Um, but at the age of 35, I got, like, you know, uh, people that used to be the kids at the Boys and Girls Club coming up to me talking, Mr. Man, Mr. Man. And, I'm, and I look up and they're like grown people. You know, with kids and, and careers. And, you know, the times have, over time, they, you know, they grown. And uh, But, uh, you know, I spent those years, you know, really giving back. And then... Uh, as I said, I worked part-time for the club. Then I left and I went to work uh, retail. I worked in Walmart. And for those that have been listening, y'all know I have a disability. I've been in a wheelchair all my life. And I'm glad to say I was not a door greeter for Walmart. Um, I did start out as a door greeter. I was a... Um, I was uh, uh I was in London Garden. I was in London Garden for about six months. Um 
And then uh, they found out that I was good at computers and and I, I made my way in the store. I knew I didn't want to be a greeter forever. Um, and I knew I was more than just sitting at a gate. Uh, not to mention it was hot. And the summertime, I got like 85, 90 degrees outside. And you sitting outside asking somebody for a receipt. I, look, I'm too dark for all that. I ain't got time for that. But anyway, I made my way in the store. I uh, became a sales associate for electronics. And I did that for... I did that for about three to four years. And then I went back to the Boys and Girls Club um, as another part-time uh, position. And then, believe it or not, I went back to Walmart again. And did that for another five years. And then finally, I... Um, I quit. I quit shortly after I got my five-year pen. I quit. I took my stock, cashed out my little bit of money I had in my 401k, y'all. I wish I would have kept it in there now that I'm a little older. I think about it. Uh, but I, I took it and I left. And uh, for a while, I didn't do anything. For a while, I just, you know, um, uh, did nothing. I would still help people out. I would still motivate people. I would still um, speak uh, at places for free. And it really didn't uh, fulfill me. It didn't give me what I needed. So the opportunity came, long story short, the opportunity came to apply for a state job and I applied for the state job and I got in on the first try. So then I go I go and I work for the state and I'm currently full time with the state of Delaware. And um I I love what I do. I love what I do but it's not my it's not my gift. Um I'm administrative specialist and I knew I knew Coming in, I said one of the state jobs that I really, really desire to have is a trainer educator three. Now, what a lot of you don't know, um, I have always done uh, public speaking. I have always told my story. Uh, when I got older, I started really taking it seriously. So I would tell my story. I would try... Um, Travel some places would pay me, some places wouldn't. But even when they wouldn't offer to pay me, I wouldn't ask because I would. I just wanted to do it. I felt like that was my purpose in life. I felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. And you know, I didn't think about asking people to to pay me to tell my story. Well, uh, you know, later on. As I um, started working for the state, I said, you know, I really want to be a trainer educator. Three, it's a it's a trainer job. You're, you know, you're responsible for developing training, uh, presenting the training. So you have to develop like PowerPoints and curriculums and and 
lesson plans and then objectives and you gotta meet the objectives you know throughout each training uh, to show that it's effective and so I started aligning myself to 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 get that position to to become more noticeable because even though I've been telling my story all over the world in front of some big crowds and little crowds and you know anybody that was listening you know what they call in the private sector I have over 20 years of training experience and it's crazy to say that at the age of uh 35 that I have over 20 years of experience on doing something and um so I like I said I really wanted to to be a trainer so I started taking uh, some of the state trainings that would allow me to be unnoticeable uh, in the state. Because before I would see these training jobs and I wouldn't apply for them because I thought. Notice that I said I thought. I thought I wasn't qualified. I thought that it wasn't enough that I had 20 years of experience. So I I I took the, uh, it's a program called Career Development the state offers in. And I took that, and I had a mentor. They try to they try to pair you up with people that do the job that you want to do. And so I had a uh, a mentor that was a trainer educator. Three, and this lady was um, pretty awesome. She really um, showed me some things, you know, that I could uh, do uh, for me to become a trainer. So I. On on the verge of, you know, meeting her, I got to meet other trainers and I went through several trainings and, and I watched these people, you know, doing the training and I'm like, man, that could be me. That's what I desire to do. You know, if I'm going to work somewhere for 20, 20 to 25 years, they might move it to 30 by the time I retire. But if I'm going to work somewhere for that long, then it needs to be a job that I, that I really, really want, you know, to have and enjoy and to make a difference. So, um, not only did I take those classes and then I took the state office of training called a five-day training to trainer. And anybody that desires to be a trainer can take this five-day course. So I took that course. And by the end of it, I uh, I was already starting to apply for uh, state trainer jobs because I felt confident. My confidence started to go through the roof. And I, you know, I remember somebody saying something to me a while ago. And they said to me, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I said, well, I'm just going to start applying for these jobs. And I did. And I kept getting, you know, letters back saying that I met the qualifications. Because the state does, like, a bunch of steps to to fill in the position. So the first step is to apply. And then you get a letter saying you meet the qualifications. And if you meet the qualifications, then your, your name comes up on a list. And then, you know, the hiring manager gets a list. And then 
he or she may choose, you know, to interview you, uh, based off of what they, you know, uh, names on the list. So anyway, I, um, just started applying. Well, when I was in the career, uh, career development program, there was an opportunity to become a co-trainer. You know, you would, you would train with somebody else. Um, so you wouldn't be all, you know, by yourself, uh, you would split the training up and you would, you would, um, present it with somebody else. So y'all know what I did when I heard that, I was like, uh oh, that's my chance, you know, that's my chance to take my shot. Uh, so the opportunity came for me to train as a co-trainer. And the first one I did, we got, first one I did, we got record-breaking numbers for for um for the evaluations that people gave uh after the class was over so so I you know I continue to train I'm still a coach trainer I haven't got a trainer position yet but I you know thought about it that you know I did all these jobs I was in retail I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, and I had, you know, all of these jobs. And I'm good at them. I'm really good at what I, what I do because I give my heart and, you know, mind to every, you know, job that I do. Even my, even my administrator job right now. I, I work my butt off, you know, I give my all to everything I do, um, and as I told y'all, you know, I, I got the pleasure of telling my story around the world, you know, um, different states and all like that. And I, even though I desired to be a trainer for the state, I understand what it's like to try things and, and things don't work out or you want that search to figure out what your gift is. I would give anything, not only to be a trainer, but to be a a traveling motivational speaker all the time, selling out books, selling out CDs, uh, selling out big venues, and 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 I think that's part of the reason why I want to be a trainer because as a trainer, you are in front of the room, you are delivering information. And I can motivate people through my my personal stories. So I know what it's like to, you know, go through that journey and try to figure it all out. But I also know that that, that it's time to really um start to unwrap your gift. You know, because because there's somebody out there waiting on it. You know, when I when I taught that first class and we got reviews and I got a letter, um a email, a email from one of the uh, statewide trainers, supervisors, and uh, she emailed me and told me how good I did. I ain't never met this lady face to face, but just an email saying how good I was. I was like, man, you know, that alone, I know I can do this. So it may be someone out there listening that is trying to figure out what to do with your life. You have multiple jobs. Either you had multiple jobs or you had uh, no job. Maybe you are not employed right now. 
you know, but it's really time to figure out what your gift is. And you may be listening, well, how do I know what my gift is? You know that thing, that thing inside of you that you say, I can really see myself doing this. You go to bed thinking about it. You go, you wake up thinking about it. You, you are watching your favorite TV show thinking about it. And you just can't get it out of your head. Most likely, most likely that thing right there, that, that feeling that you get as I, as I talk about what your gift may be, that, that's your gift. You know, for example, my, my, my wife, my wife is a chef and, and sometimes she can't go to sleep until she goes in the kitchen and, uh, Figure out that that recipe that that she been thinking about, or she'll see something and she'll say, "I can make that, but I can do it this way." And it'll have less carbs, it'll have less sugar, and it'll still taste good. Sometimes she can't even go to sleep, y'all, for real. Like she won't won't go to sleep until she um till she goes try till she goes try it. And let me tell you, if it don't work out, <laughs> I can guarantee by the time I get home from work the next day, or if she get a minute later on, the, uh, the next day, she done tried it again. She done, she done figured it out. She done started peeling back, um, you know, the the wrapping paper. We are, We are all, you know, trying to figure out what our gift is, and I understand. And I know that when you figure out what your gift is, uh, you know, most likely you'll fulfill what your, you'll figure out what your mission is. Even though I'm good with kids and I'm good at retail, I have people travel over an hour just to come and buy a TV from me. Because And we didn't get paid commission, but I gave great customer service. I was good at it. Selling cell phones, and I mean contract cell phones. I don't, I'm a, you know, contract cell phones, prepaid, but mainly uh, contract cell phones. And I was really good at it, you know. I would take my time, I would explain the do's and don'ts. If I knew you was about to buy a TV that was crap, I would tell you, don't buy that, that's crap. Because I was good at what I do, but I really, really, I know deep down inside that my gift is. Uh, you know, uh, telling my story, training people, motivating people. This podcast, I can't tell y'all how many times I started started to do a podcast and 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 it, I never did it. You know, my as I told y'all in one of my previous episodes, my wife, you know, really got on me. She was like, "You keep saying you're gonna do it, and don't do it." You know. But now that I'm doing it, I am like hooked. You know, I'm trying to reach out to guests. I'm trying to, you know, get people, um, get people to listen. You know, I tell people every time I get a check, yeah, I got a podcast. Check it out. You know, yeah, it started out with one episode. Now they got four episodes. This is the fifth one. You know, so you know, knowing that it took me such a long time to really put forth the effort 
I love doing these podcasts, and I'm gonna love it even more when I, when I, you know, start having people email me saying, "Hey, let me on your show," you know. But I can't get people on the show if I don't got a show for them to come to. So that thing that you desire to do, you know, give it all you got. Maybe you may be an artist, or maybe you may be a singer. Maybe you might desire. To be a pilot, um, I don't know, I, you know, of course when we were younger you hear a lot of people say, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, um, but whatever, whatever you desire to be, whatever, whatever your gift is, and if you are trying to figure out what your gift is, try multiple jobs, you know, I tried multiple jobs, I told you, I went to a job, left there, went back to the job, tried it again. Uh, but I really, really know what my gift is. I, I know for a fact that my gift is um, motivating the world, changing uh, changing somebody's life through my story and, and really showing people that no matter what your limitations are in life, that you can be whatever you want to be. Yes, you may grow up from a single family home or, or you may have had a parent that was on drugs, or maybe you don't know who your real parents are, you know. I know my gift is talking to people, you know, I know that. But whatever your limitations are in life, don't let that hold you back from revealing your gift. Yes, it may take you a lot longer, because you got a lot of wrapping paper. It's covered up, it got, it got tape on it, it got glue on it. But I promise you, when you start to unwrap it, and you start to figure it out, that burning feeling, that desire, that that will, it's not going to go nowhere. You know, I I know people that had some big jobs, you know, got fired and thought life was over. You know, but they always desired to... To own their own company or, or, or you know, build a major empire. But because they got fired, they said, you know what, that's enough. You know, now I'm going to do what I want to do. So, so you know, you may have some, some ups and downs, some challenges, some struggles. But I'm telling you, it seemed like the best gifts, you know, if we relate this back to... Christmas, it seems like the the best gifts that you unwrap are the ones that take you a while. And then when you see that little box or a big box peeping out and you start to read what it is, you, then you start going crazy on the box. You start ripping it. You start you start shredding that paper because you already you already see that you know what it was. So you you don't waste the time because. You see what the gift is, so you, you know, playtime is over, you know what I mean? So you really have to do that in life. You know, when you figure out, when you start to figure out what it is, don't waste any more time. You know, peel it back, give the world what you got, because I promise you, the world is waiting to hear or see or, or, you know, be a part of your gift, and I... I know that from experience, you know, every time I do a podcast episode, I go back and I look. 
how many people have listened, you know. And at first I was like, man, that only got three listeners. That got five listeners. That got seven listeners. And then, then, then I looked at the total of plays because, you know, the platform I use, which is Anchor. Anchor um, shows you the total plays. And the total play plays was like, uh, uh, now it's up to 38. You know, and that's, you know, that's enough motivation for me to say that 38 times, 38 people are, are 38 times somebody took a moment to, to push play on my podcast. But guess how many it would be if I, if I didn't have no content? It would be zero. So if I didn't give my gift to the world, they wouldn't have nothing to witness. And I... And I do believe when we are, um, when we don't share a gift and we know what it is, I feel like we're doing the world a disservice. You know, we really can't complain about what's going on in the world if we're not willing to put forth the effort to um, to change it. And I believe a gift, a gift that we are born with is that thing that can change the world. One person at a time, one project at a time. Uh, you know, so really give give this thing all you got. And I hope through this episode, as I said in the beginning, that it will serve as a source of motivation. And the one good thing about a podcast is that you can go back and listen uh, to it later, uh, over and over again. And I, I really hope you guys enjoy it. Please, if you uh, listen to this on Anchor, send me a message and let me know what you think about this particular episode or any other episode. Don't waste any more time. Unwrap your gift, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Hey, did you know the Man's Mouth Podcast is on social media? Yeah, that's right. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Facebook group by going to Facebook, searching Man's Mouth, that's M-A-N-N-S, Mouth, M-O-U-T-H. And we are also on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you connect with us so you don't miss anything. We got something for everybody. You know, this is the podcast where we throw the rule book out of the window and talk about everything.